Bring it in. Read option back with you after the holiday season. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Oh, excuse me. I uh, hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. Apologies. We did. We, we were probably over guesstimating a little bit what we thought we could realistically get done with travel schedules and uh, some stuff going on. And I thought we'd be able to get it all done and uh, be able to get a pot out on, on Tuesday. It didn't happen. I had a family party on Monday. I was up in Philly. Didn't get back till Tuesday night. It, it just the timing didn't quite work out. So, uh, no recap from last week. Um, it was a big week in terms of positioning. Obviously, um, we're getting down to the wire here. Last couple of weeks, um, two more regular season games remain, uh, and for the most part, we kind of know the teams that are, you know, that are that are in the dance. Um, there's a couple of spots that kind of seven seed in both conferences feels uh, up for grabs, obviously. Um, but looking at the standings right now, uh, Miami, Los Angeles, Baltimore clinched a playoff berth. Um, Baltimore might be the worst 10 and five team I've ever seen. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know how they've gotten this far, but hey, they've won 10 games. You know, good for them. Uh, and then right on the outside, you have the the Pats, the Jets, Titans, and the Steelers lurking around there, just a game behind Miami. Um, so how all that shapes out is going to be um, is going to be interesting. In the, in the NFC, it's a little closer because you have the Washington tie. So look, Washington holds their own their own fate, right? Washington wins, they're moving on, um, but they have to win the game. They play Cleveland this week. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough game for them. We'll see where it all lines up, but. Uh, you have the Seahawks, the Lions, the Packers looking at that wild card spot. And uh, you also have the Carolina Panthers, only a game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who won a big game, um, which is weird to think with how bad that Arizona Cardinals team is. And then obviously the Eagles dropped their second game of the year. They uh, now, I mean, look, they just have to win one. Gardner Minshew played pretty well. Um, that was a frustrating game, but. I'll say this as I've had time to reflect on it. Um, four turnovers, some bad calls by the ref, um, a couple of misplays there from the Eagles, and it's still – they almost had a chance to win that game, and they should have. I mean, they blew three double-digit leads. Um, it's it, There were so many opportunities there for the Eagles to win that game. They just didn't quite get it done, um, which should give Eagles fans confidence, and I think they're going to go and – and handle New Orleans this week, and they're going to clinch that one seed. Um, Jalen Hurts practice again today for the first time since the injury, which is great news, but I still think we'll see Gardner Minshew more than likely. Uh, but the Eagles need this win. They need it bad. Um, and because, look, you just don't want to mess around with it, right? It'd be so nice to go into week 18, give Jalen another week of rest, um, let Kelsey go out there, take his one snap to keep his starting streak alive. The biggest loss for the Eagles is Jalen is uh, Lane Johnson, but unquestionably. Lane Johnson um, being out potentially until like their first playoff game, if they're the one seed, which if that, at that point, we're looking at at least a month for him to recover from um, some torn ligaments in his abdomen. 
Um, but the Eagles need him. And if look, if you know anything about Lane Johnson, he's going to get himself back on the field uh, and he's going to get a chance to play. But um, Buffalo, Kansas City, that's neck and neck. We said that head to head game with Kansas City uh, was go- and, and Buffalo early in the year was going to decide a lot. It was going to be crucial. Both teams sitting there 12 and three. Um, any, I mean, if either one of these teams slips up, right, um, and you have Cincinnati there at 11 four right behind them as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting. The last couple of weeks are going to be fun, uh, and, and I'm excited. Uh, if you couldn't tell already, it is just me. Um, want to send some prayers up to Scotty. Just had surgery um, yesterday. He's doing fine. He's healthy. Um, he had a, uh, a hernia, I believe. Uh, I hope he's not mad that I'm sharing this, but um, it's all fixed up. He's hurting a little bit right now, but he's just resting, so he's good. Vito traveling like a maniac like he always does so it's just going to be me we're going to rattle through our picks uh and we're going to get you guys on the way um to your week so let's start thursday night football tonight uh last night from the time you're listening here we have cowboys and titans and uh right now dallas is a 13 and a half point favorite on the road playing um malik willis ryan Tannehill put on ir today he's done for the year 13 and a half is a big spread. The Titans have been playing some severely uninspired football over the last couple of weeks. Um, and part of that too, is you lose Ryan Tannehill, but ever since that stretch where they lost like three in a row, it's just been all downhill. I don't know if they have the pieces. Um, Derek Henry should be able to run the ball against this Cowboys team, right? They should be able to do something. Can the Cowboys win? Can the Cowboys get 13 and a half points? There's a great rule in gambling. You know, can you score 14? Can the Cowboys score 14 points in this game? And can they, right? It's easily. Um, Can the Titans score 14? I'm not so sure about that. So I'm going to take the Cowboys um, right off the bat here. uh, And and we'll see where that goes. Um, Up next, we have the Sunday slate. We'll start off with that Eagles-Saints game again. This is a game the Eagles should be able to put away. They're six and a half point favorites at home at the link. Um, I was... You know, there was a couple throws from Gardner that weren't great. You know, I'll be honest, I wasn't happy with with some of it, but he got the job done. He put up 24 points against uh, a pretty, you know, somewhat decent defense for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, D- Devontae Smith was just outrageous in that game. Would have liked to see them go towards A.J. Brown a little bit more. Uh, would have liked to see them go at, um, at uh, Dallas Goddard, who looked good in his return. Um, I'm not too worried about losing Lane Johnson for this game. I don't know if it's going to be Andre Dillard or Jack Driscoll. It's probably going to be Jack Driscoll who look, Jeff Stoutland gets these guys ready to play. And when we had injuries to my earlier in the year, he came in and played well, Jack Driscoll. So I, I think we're going to see Jack Driscoll come in uh, and play really solid at right tackle, at least solid enough um, to get them the win. Uh, Gardner just has to limit mistakes. The defense has to ball out for some turnovers Eagles minus six and a half. I think the Eagles do it. I think the Eagles win comfortably at home. It's New Year's Day. Um, and, and this is a huge game for them, right? Because not only are you clinching the number one seed, you're securing that bye week. You're giving your, your whole team another week of rest, two weeks of rest for your starters. Um, you're giving Jalen Hurts more time to heal without forcing him back onto the field. But the biggest, not the biggest, but a huge part of this too is you're knocking the Saints out of the playoffs at that point, right? Six and ten. Um, there's no weird backwards way that they could come back and win that NFC South, even though they're technically still alive right now. Uh, and a, a win here betters your draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles who own the Saints pick here. Uh, so win here helps you in the draft. 
uh, probably get you closer to what originally looked like it was going to be a top five pick is now likely going to be outside the top 10 might be in that like 10 to 13 kind of range, which wouldn't be bad. Um, but it, it would be nice for the Eagles to, to help themselves there in both ways. So I'm rolling with Philly. Uh, I think they're pissed off at the way that they played there as well uh, last week. So we're going to take Philly minus the seven uh, or six and a half rather. Uh, all right. Up next Cardinals Falcons, Cardinals Falcons, a, a big old helping of who cares. Um, Colt McCoy might be back out of, it doesn't matter who's playing. Um, the Falcons have been frisky. I mean, Desmond Ritter has not looked good at all. Uh, I expect, Hey, this is, I think going to be the game where he actually does play a little, a little better. Uh, and I think the, uh, the Falcons come out with a win here. The Falcons are three point favorites in this game, uh, which is helpful for them. Um, and for betters, because I think I think the Falcons are just a better all around team. This Cardinals team is is falling off fast. Um, their general manager is on a leave. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he's doing the best he can. I mean, I'll, I'll give the Cardinals this. I mean, they, they played tough against um, Tampa Bay last week on Sunday Night Football. But I mean, it was Trace McSorley, right? I mean, I, I don't know. This is going to be an ugly game, not one that we're going to see much coverage of. I'm going to take the Falcons. Uh, minus three. Um, up next, we have the Bears at the Lions. The Lions coming off a huge, huge disappointing loss to the Panthers, man. That that game sucked. Instead of being eight and seven and they win and everything else they needed to happen happened, if the, if the, like, if the Lions win that game, the Lions are the last seed in the playoffs right now. They're the seventh seed. Instead, they get absolutely waxed by Carolina, and now they're going to need some help. They need Cleveland to beat Washington. They need uh, Dallas to play their starters against Washington in Week 18. Like They need some help now because they didn't pull through when they needed to, and they needed to win that game against Carolina, which was, on paper, the, the easiest game left on their schedule. Um, I know the Bears, you know, the Bears are a divisional rival, and Justin Fields is frisky, so I actually think that that game – going into it would have actually been a little bit scarier than this game against Carolina. And they just lay down flat and Carolina gashed them. I feel like Justin Fields is going to be able to do that again to the, the lines too. Um, right now Detroit's a six point favorite um, six points. I'll say this too. Chicago's obviously not a good team. They keep it close, closer than you think. Um, of course, the second half against Buffalo last week, Buffalo ran away with it. Um, but I think I'm going to roll with the Chicago bears here. Uh, to cover because they they fought hard in that Philly game. They fought hard in the first half against Buffalo. Buffalo just outclassed them in the second half. I think they're going to have a good chance um, to, to, to move the ball on the ground, particularly with fields. They're getting Khalil Herbert back this week. Obviously you have David Montgomery there as well. I like that combination. So I'm going to take the bears plus six here. Um, and, uh, and we're going to see what happens uh, on Sunday. All right. So we have bears plus six uh, up next. We have, uh, the Broncos and the Chiefs, a game that was, I believe, flexed out of primetime. Um, this was one that I think going into the season, people were really excited for, right? Because we didn't think Russell Wilson was going to suck. Uh, some news from the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett got fired. Um, I, I will forever believe that the Broncos wanted Aaron Rodgers, and that's why they went after Hackett. Um, and look, it's a lot easier to move on from Hackett than it is Russell Wilson. Like, they're kind of stuck with Russ, whether they like it or not. No one wants that contract. No one wants him to play quarterback for him. He's been awful this year. Um, it sucks because I think Hackett's not a terrible coach. He obviously wasn't good. But, I mean, you know, there was, a, there was a time in the NFL where, you know, you got at least three years 
three years was was a quick firing. Um, to do this after what, what are we talking about here? Fifteen games. Um, and I know that loss to the Rams is awful. I mean, fifty-one points to the Rams is bad. Um, but the defense had done so much for so long all season. It, it was a ben- eventually it was just going to crumble at some point. And Hackett was unfortunately the easiest guy to let go. I feel bad for him, honestly. Um, I don't think it was the situation he wanted. I don't know if he wanted Russell Wilson. We obviously don't know everything that was going on in that locker room. But from a guy who seemed really likable um, and obviously was a good offensive coordinator as well, um, I think that's a t- it's just tough. It's a tough one, man. Th- that is the league, and, and that's what happens. Um, but that's a tough loss for uh, for Hackett there. But who knows, right? Interim head coach, maybe that that gives him a spark. It's not it's week 17. You know, this is – we're down to the end here. The Chiefs, 12-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to run away with this one. I think it's going to be beat down. The Chiefs do have a tendency to kind of play around a little bit, maybe not take every single game as seriously as uh, as they should, right, because they know what they're going for. But the number one seed is still in play for them, right? If they went out and Buffalo slips up, boom, next thing you know, Kansas City Chiefs are the one seed. So they do have to win all these games. They do have something to play for. It's not like we're going to be in a situation where they're resting their starters with only one team getting a buy now that does give you a pretty distinct advantage. Uh, and, and you'll, people will argue rest versus rust and all that stuff. But at this time of the year, man, especially in the trenches, you want to get your guys healthy. Uh, and if Kansas city can steal that one seed, that's a huge win for them. So I'm taking Kansas city minus 12 and a half. They still have things to play for. They're going to come out. I think they're going to win that football game. Uh, and they're, well, they're definitely going to win the game, but I think they're going to win it big. Uh, up next, we have Miami at new England. Um, just a pair of, of absolutely reeling teams. I mean, Miami has just fallen off uh, another concussion for Tua. Um, at this point, man, like we got to get this dude in some bubble wrap. We got to keep him safe away from everybody else. This is getting dangerous for this guy. I mean, two concussions this year. He played the whole second half with a concussion. Um, and he didn't look good, man. He threw three picks in the second half. That's a game Miami should have won, but they didn't. And Tua played really bad. And I, I don't want to, you know, dunk on the dude because look, he was concussed, right? I mean, Mahomes played like shit in the second half against Cincinnati. I still believe that Mahomes was concussed in that game in the AFC championship game last year. And we saw a completely different Mahomes. Tua looked bad. Um, he's looked bad for a few weeks, even without the concussion. You're adding that on top of it. And now you have New England, who's minus two and a half in this game. Um, the Dolphins are in jeopardy of losing that last spot in the playoffs. And I think they're going to. I think the Patriots win this game. Uh, they're going to do it ugly. It's going to be a terrible game. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, but if we have Skylar Thompson coming out and playing or, or Jacoby or who's the backup there? No, Teddy Bridgewater coming in and playing. Um, that's not great. That's not great for the, the Dolphins. Now, look, they have Tyreek and they have guys they can throw it to. And, and maybe the Dolphins find a way to win it here. Um, but I think the Patriots defensively have been playing well. They obviously fought back in the game against Cincinnati. They should have won that game against the Raiders. Uh, New England minus two and a half at home up in the cold. Um, I like, I like the Pats here. Uh, I'm taking New England minus two and a half uh, up next Panthers bucks. This game is weirdly important, right? Um, Panthers won the first meeting 21 to three. It was an ass kicking. Uh, and and now we have Sam Darnold who's been playing well and the bucks who won a game, but it looked awful, right? It was not a fun game to watch by any means. Um, but Carolina should be favored in this game based off the way these two teams are playing. Uh, Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite. That line doesn't make any sense to me. 
The Panthers defensively are playing better. They're running the ball really, really well. The offensive line's gelling. Uh, and, and Sam Darnold's weirdly playing really good football right now. He's, I, I think the Panthers as a whole are playing better football than the Bucs. So I'm going to take Carolina here. Um, Carolina plus three on the road. Uh, and, and I'll add this one on too for my my uh, prop bet of the week. I think Carolina, Tampa Bay, it's 40 and a half is the over-under. I like the over here. I think the Panthers score like 24 to 27 points. I think it's going to be somewhat close. Um, I, I think it's going to be a weirdly high-scoring game, despite the fact that both of these offenses are, are dog shit. Um, not dog shit, but Tampa Bay's is dog shit. I still think there's going to be more points in this game than people think. Four and a half is a pretty good number to get that at. Uh, I'm going to take the over at um, at 40 and a half points. I'm taking Carolina plus three. Uh, and then, yeah, we're going to take the over 40 and a half. All right. Uh, next up, and remember here, t- Panthers win this game. They are then in first place of the NFC South. They win this game at six and nine. They move to seven and nine. The Bucks move to seven and nine. The head, the head to head between Panthers and Bucks. Panthers will have won both of the meetings. Carolina ends up getting the one seed uh, in that division, and I do think the Panthers are going to end up making the playoffs, which is crazy. That division has been so weird all year, uh, and. Phew, we could end up with a seven and 10 team uh, in the postseason, which would be hilarious. All right. Uh, up next, Browns Commanders. This game's a big old yuck fest. Uh, Carson Wentz now named the starter. Um, look, I know Heineke's played some some weird football over the last couple of weeks. This is great news if you are a Detroit Lions fan uh, or any of those teams, the Seahawks, where you're right on the outside. Because look, if you, if Carson Wentz goes in and Carson Wentz's, then the Browns are going to win this football game. And what's crazy, the Browns are only two-point underdogs. Uh, the Commanders are in the playoffs right now. The Browns are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The Commanders at 7-7-1 and one decide to switch quarterbacks despite the fact that Tyler Heineke has – Taylor Heineke has basically saved their season. Um, and you're going back to the guy who was actively losing your season. I don't get that pick at all. Um, I – Minus two seems low. I, I will say this. Carson does give you better upside. Uh, the arm strength is obviously better. The The physical traits are obviously better. Um, and look, he threw a ton of touchdowns in the first half of the season. Um, a ton. He had, I think, 13 in the first, like, five games. Uh, he was number one. He was top five in the league in touchdown passes before he got hurt. So the offense can get, you know, you can push the ball downfield a little bit more. I expect to see a pretty conservative game plan, though. I expect to see them run it. Um I am going to take Washington just because I think the, the Browns are that bad. I think Deshaun Watson has been horrendous. Um, and this is another one that I was flirting with the over two. I just can't trust the Browns um, offense to score any points here, uh, especially in FedEx. I mean, that, that, that stadium, the field there is just awful. Um, but I think Carson Wentz throws the ball around the field a little bit more. I think they score a little bit. I was thinking about taking the over here at 41, but I'm going to take Washington minus two. Uh, I, I think that's a good bet. All right, last of the 1 o'clock games, we have Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville, a four-point favorite on the road. And now, look, Jacksonville will know whether or not this game will be to take the lead in the division. Right now, they have the same record uh, as the Tennessee Titans, um, and we know that they have a game coming up there at the end of the season. But if Jacksonville wins and Tennessee loses on Thursday night to Dallas, Jacksonville knows their fate. But 
the kryptonite of the Jaguars, for whatever reason, has been the Houston Texans this year. It's been really weird. I don't know why it happens that way, but it does. So Jacksonville, minus four on the road, home underdog Texans who've been playing really good football. I'm tempted to take the Texans. I mean, they won last week, uh, and then the two weeks before that, they should have beaten Dallas, and they almost beat Kansas City in overtime. Um, I know there were some weird bounces that kind of helped them out in that game, but I like I like Houston. I, I, I don't know what it is. The two QB thing is weird as hell. It makes no sense. The defense is actually playing pretty good. Um, but you know who's playing better? It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is playing outrageously good football right now. Uh, I said this, you know, when they won uh, going into the, the holiday weekend, they have so many different weapons. Um, and there's not a true number one on that roster when it comes to like playmakers. And that kind of makes everybody more dangerous, right? Because you don't really know who to key on, key in on. Um, and, and in that game, I mean, we, we saw it firsthand, the game against uh, Dallas, right? Jacksonville played really, really good and were able to spread the ball around. And then last week, they go up on Thursday night. They play against the Jets. Um, that game, too. Um, like, you have Sauce Gardner, who's been, like, one of the top cornerbacks in football this year. Where do you put him, right? All right, you want to put him on Christian Kirk? Okay, well, Zay Jones has a big game. Everyone else plays but well. And that's what we saw. So, I, I expect Jacksonville. I know home underdogs. I know the the whole fact that the – you know, they haven't gotten over the, the Houston Texans. It's such a weird thing with them, but – I'm going to take Jacksonville. I think this year is different. I think this is the game where they break that streak. Uh, and I think they win by by at least a touchdown. I think they cover the four points. Um, that's a tough line to pick, though. That's one of the harder ones of the week. Uh, all right, up next, 4 o'clock window, we have the Niners at the Raiders. The Niners minus 9.5. Brock Purdy's playing good football. Simple as that. The defense is outrageously good. We know that. Derek Carr now benched for the last two games of the season. Tough look for Derek Carr. Um looking like he will be finding a new team next year. Uh, Devontae Adams had some some choice words on social media regarding the Derek Carr benching. Um, I didn't even know who the backup was on the Raiders, so I had to look it up. It's Jarrett Stidham. So we're going to have Jarrett Stidham here playing against one of the best, if not the best, defense in the NFL. Uh, I don't think the Raiders can score 10 points in this game. I don't think they can come even close to it. And I think the Niners' offense has been rolling. Um, despite not having Debo, that offense has been playing really well. So I love San Francisco here. I know it's a lot of points. I know it's on the road. We've yet to see the bad Brock Purdy game, um, which you would expect at some point we will see. But 10.5 points on the road, I know it's a bit – or 9.5 on the road, you need 10 to cover. I, I like San Francisco, man. I just – I don't see Jarrett Stidham coming in and outplaying uh, or playing well enough to put up really any points against the Niners. So unless Brock Purdy's making mistakes – pick six fumbles, turnover, stuff like that, um, which, you know, Kyle Shannon does a really good job of simplifying things, making it easy, easy throws, easy decisions. Uh, that's kind of Kyle Shanahan's forte. This game is going to be about protecting the ball. You score 14 points. I think your defense take care, takes care of the rest. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey has been a revelation, man. The way that they've unlocked him in San Francisco has been super fun. Uh, George Kittle finally getting back in the action too, where he was kind of, primarily being a, a blocker for most of the season, he's now getting uh, some more shine and some more looks in the passing game, which has helped, you know, rookie quarterback's best friend is a tight end, right? Reliable tight end. Brandon Ayuk has played really well this year. Um, ben Solak actually has him as like a top 15 wide receiver, which 
Uh, it seems a little high for me, but I, I mean, Solak knows his shit, man. He's he's really good at what he does. Uh, I, I'll, I'm taking the Niners because I think the offense is rolling well, and the defense, like Jared Stidham's not doing anything against this Raiders defense, like n- not even a little bit. So uh, we're taking the Niners minus nine and a half. Uh, we have Jets Seahawks here, both teams seven and eight. This is a doer, you know, loser goes home, and you lose this game, you're out of the playoffs for both teams. Um, the Jets are a one and a half point favorite on the road. Uh, Mike White coming back. So hopefully that Jets offense looks better. This can be a tough matchup for the Seahawks. Um, especially Quinn and Williams back now too. Mike White back. I think we're going to see a better Jets team. And I think right now a, a, a kind of future bet that I kind of love is see what the value is for the Jets to make the playoffs. Because if Miami loses, the Jets win. They have the same record as Miami at eight and eight. Um that's going to be pretty big for the Jets. And I, I'm not 100% sure, but do they play in week 18? I got to see who the, who the Jets finish the season with. Um, yeah, they finish. That's what I thought. They finish with Miami in Miami to wrap up the season. So, look, Miami loses that game against New England. The Jets win this one. Then it's, you know, winner goes to the playoffs between in that seven seed for Miami and the Jets. Uh, I'm taking the Jets here. I think the defense as a whole um, has been really good. They were banged up last week, and obviously Zach Wilson getting benched. He's inactive this week. Uh, he got benched now for the second time for a Canadian quarterback who I'd never even heard of before, who came in and actually got the offense moving. I mean, MetLife was actually cheering just for first downs when Zach Wilson went out of that game because he looked so bad. So, uh, yeah, the Jets – I think they get their defensive pieces back to get Mike White back, even if it's only 75, 80% of Mike White uh, and the Seahawks, they've been trending down and look, the Seahawks have been a fun story. Um, and Pete Carroll deserves a shitload of credit for the way he's coached his team up. But Gino has started to slide off um, Tyler Lockett's out. So it's really just DK and Kenneth Walker, who's been banged up as well. Uh, I like the jets here minus uh, one and a half on the road. We're taking the J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, we have a few more games here. Get you guys on the way to your weekend. Vikings, Packers. Uh, another one here. Look, the Packers have won some games. They didn't look great against Miami last week, um, but they did enough, right? They did enough to keep themselves in that game. And it's a, it's a similar game plan that they're going to use against the Vikings, right? It's an explosive offense with, you know, one of the elite of the elite wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and, and obviously now you have – you know, Justin Jefferson on the other side. Um, I think if the Packers kind of play their game, look, the Vikings, they keep winning, man. They're 12 and three. Like you're, you can't keep saying bad shit about it, but the Vikings are, are, are frustrating, man. Um, because the Vikings just aren't that good. I, they're not, but they still find ways to win games. So at some point it's just not an aberration anymore. It's just like, this is just who they are. They just win close games all the time. And if that's what they do, then that's going to be huge for them, right? And that's going to be a way for them to potentially, you know, go into the playoffs and be experienced with these close games against good teams like Buffalo that they came back and won. But I think the Packers have found something here with A.J. Dillon, right? They've finally been able to get A.J. Dillon rolling all year. Um, Aaron Jones has not looked as good. The passing game hasn't been great, but this Vikings defense its defense is pretty fraudulent. Um, it, it's in Lambeau. I like the running game here. I think it's going to be a fun game, and I – I like the Packers minus three and a half. Um, I, I Part of that might be wishful thinking, right? I just want the Vikings to lose to eliminate them from any chance of getting the one seed, um, which at this point I think is almost a certainty, um, right? Because right, right now the Eagles are 
13 and two Vikings are two and three. If the Eagles were to lose their last two, they'd be 13 and four. Yeah. So technically the Vikings are still alive for the one seed. Um, So yeah, I want the Packers to win this game. No question. But I also think the Packers have some, have a formula and a game plan ready. I think they win this game. Um, Do they win it by three and a half? I don't know. I don't love the hook there, but I'm going to roll with the Pats. Um, I could see this being a field goal game towards the end because that's what happens every time the Vikings play. But I'm going to roll with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing at least a little bit better football. Christian Watson has been fun. Um, he's kind of force-feeding Christian Watson a lot too, which defenses have figured out. But we said it all year, this Vikings defense isn't great. And if they're able to establish the run, force Kirk Cousins to turn the ball over you know, once or twice, that will be huge for them. I think the Packers win this game um, because this is also what Aaron Rodgers does, right? Run the table. Could the Packers find themselves in the playoffs, especially if, if, the, if Washington loses and the Packers win? then the Packers are in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. But that tie against the Giants is coming back to haunt uh, the, the, the commanders for sure. Uh, all right, up next, we have the Rams at the Chargers. Another one that would have seemed fun uh, preseason, the Battle of L.A., right? Herbert versus uh, Matthew Stafford and, and who's the, the better team in the building. The Chargers are the better team, no question. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, and they've been playing really solid football. Uh, they looked great on Monday night. The defense, obviously, I mean, there's Nick Foles, right? I, and I love Nick Foles, but Nick Foles shouldn't be an NFL quarterback anymore. Um, he struggled mightily. Not that he had a whole lot of help on that Indianapolis roster. Um, but yeah, this 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 seems like a like a like a no question win um, for the Chargers. Do they win by seven? Right? Um, the Rams. Baker Mayfield's playing pretty good. The defense is playing good. They're not giving up. The fact that they've won five games with this roster is super impressive considering all the injuries they've had, the offensive linemen that have gone down. I still don't think they have enough to keep this close, but the chargers also do this, man. Like the chargers have these weird games where they just, they kind of tail off and six and a half points. Could this game end up being closer than people think? Maybe. Um, Obviously I've had my irrational love of Baker and I've always kind of rooted for him. Do I think that Baker can, can force, you know, can, can help them, you know, uh, is he completely fixed? Cause he's in LA. No. Cause he hasn't looked that great. He's looked pretty good. Um, I don't think he's all of a sudden like, you know, number one overall pick kind of guy again, like, like we all thought he was in like the year that he led the, the Browns to the playoffs. Um, but I do think he's played well enough to earn himself a shot on another team. Like I think if he's on the jets right now, I think the jets are a better football team because of it. But I do also think that Baker, will have a slip-up game. And I think it might be here. I think the Chargers win this game, but I think it's going to be a little bit close. So I'm going to take the Rams um, plus the six and a half. I don't, I don't love it because Herbert is just so good, but I think this game's going to be kind of sneaky close. And I think the line kind of reflects that. Uh, all right. Sunday night football. We have Steelers Ravens. The Steelers also not out of it yet uh, at seven and eight, the Ravens, Still not a good like they like I said it before ten and five probably the worst ten and five team I've ever seen. Um, it still doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's going to be back, so it's going to be more t- of uh, Tyler Huntley. Um, the Ravens are minus two and a half, and I don't know what it is. I don't, the the Steelers just play these ugly games. They either get blown out like the Philly game, or they play these weird close games, um, super low scoring. Right now the over under is at thirty five, which is crazy low. Um, but it's also one of those things where it's like Steelers, Ravens, Sunday night football, you know, it's going to be close, right? Throw out the history books, all that shit that, you know, people say, um, throw out the record books. 
I like Pittsburgh here as the underdog. Um, I think Pittsburgh wins this game outright. I, I really do. Um, Kenny Pickett's played okay when he's needed to. He came up with that big fourth quarter drive uh, on Saturday night last week, right? And, and to win that game, to throw to George Pickens, it's the uh, it's the Franco Harris night. You know, legendary uh, football player, Penn State, Pitt, you know, Pittsburgh Steeler, who all time immaculate reception, all that stuff, and they find a way to win the game late. I think we see a similar game, honestly. And I also think the under is going to hit in this game too, because I don't, the Ravens just can't move the ball. They just can't. Um, Lamar did practice this week, which is a good sign, but the Ravens, they clinched a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to even think about risking uh, Lamar Jackson in this game. Uh, So I'm going to take the Steelers minus two and a half or plus two and a half rather uh, on the road. Uh, And up the last game, which is by far the best game, of the week, and I had this written down as my number one game I was most looking forward to seeing all year. Uh, Bills at Bengals, Monday Night Football. This game is going to kick ass, and I cannot wait. Uh, The Bills right now, one-point favorite on the road. This game's going to be an – it's a toss-up, right? It's a flat-out pick Which team do you think is better, right? And Buffalo has something to play for, right? Because Kansas City – Kansas City should very comfortably win that game against Denver, which would move them to uh, to 13-3, and right? Buffalo loses, they lose the one seed. So the Bills have a lot to play for. At the same time, the Bengals, they win this. They go to 12-4. and four. The Bills are 12-4. and four. Now the Bengals are going to be the two seed and jump ahead of Buffalo. And because the Bengals beat Kansas City, if Kansas City sleeps up in the last game of the season, Cincinnati becomes the number one overall seed. So both of these teams have a ton to play for. Uh, the Bengals... They're banged up. They just lost their uh, starting left tackle for the season, Lyle Collins. That's a huge loss. Uh, and against this defensive line, it's not what you want to see. Um, that being said, this feels like a Joe Burrow game. We haven't seen Joe Burrow in primetime really much at all this season. And I think this is a Joe Burrow game. I think it's super close. I think the Bengals win on a last-second field goal. Evan McPherson struggled last week. That's going to be the talk of it, and I think he's going to come up with a big game-winning kick in the fourth quarter as time expires. I'm taking Cincinnati. Um, and I also I also kind of want this to happen, too, because I think it creates the most amount of drama um, just for football, for the season as a whole. I, I think Cincinnati winning this game changes this game dramatically. Uh, and, uh, and it changes the season and the, the whole landscape of football dramatically. So uh, I like Cincinnati plus one, basically a pick them. Uh, and, and I think that's that's basically what we're going to see here. Um, I also realized I skipped the game. <laughs> Colts Giants. I realized as we were talking about Nick Foles, I was like, oh, wait, we didn't talk about the Colts. Um, Colts Giants, the Giants, look, they're pretty comfortably in the playoffs. That tie is actually looking to help them a little bit right now. Um, Colts have nothing to play for. Giants minus five and a half. Um, I don't know. I, I just with how bad the Colts looked on Monday night, um, I think I have to take the Giants here minus five and a half. And look, the Giants haven't played great, but that was a pretty good Danny Dimes game, which we haven't seen a whole lot of. And he's fighting for a contract. Um, the more look, the more they win, the better cohesiveness that they have going in. The fact that the Giants are making the playoffs regardless, uh, given first year head coach. Everything else going on there. I, I think this is the Giants all the way. Uh, I'm taking Giants minus uh, five and a half. And uh, that will do it. Um, that's all we have for the pod. Uh, I'm sorry it's a short again. Sorry we didn't get a chance to get our recap episode up. Um, I actually had already recorded this episode, lost the recording. My 
computer restarted and Zoom crashed and uh, lost the whole recording. So I know it's a little brief, but we told you at the beginning of the season we're getting picks out every single week. Have not missed a week yet. Uh, and my record reflects that because I've gotten my ass kicked. Did well last week, though. Did well last week. So uh, everybody have a happy new year. Um, enjoy it with the, with the family, with football. Um, celebrate it again. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and hope everyone has an awesome, awesome New Year's Eve. Uh, stay safe. Nobody go out drunk driving, none of that stuff. Stay in if you got to stay in. DD, Uber, whatever you got to do. Be safe. Have a wonderful, happy new year. And we will see you all in 2023. Take it easy, everybody.